Hello, and welcome to another episode of Open the Podcast Doors, Hal. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be talking about space movies. Uh, we have with here our special guests, uh, Joe and JP, uh, who are our special experts who know everything about space movies, as our guests are always experts. Uh, on today's episode, we're going to be doing a little bit of a recap on things that we've watched recently that we just want to talk about. They may or may not be related to space movies, but you know, this is a movie podcast. We just want to talk about shit. Um, the highlight of our show is we have selected our all-star space mercenary crews. So uh, the three other guys here, they've selected what they think are the best space crews that you could possibly have. Uh, we're going to have some scenarios and ways to uh, test whether that's true or not. Uh, and then we're going to have a conversation around what would be the best fictional planet to to live on. And the worst, right? Uh, sure, the why worst. not? I didn't prepare that, but we'll make it up as we go along. <laughs> um, if you're watching this on YouTube right now, which is the only place that we watch this, there's going to be special cards or something on the video that's going to let you skip ahead to one of these segments. If there's not, I fucked it up because I don't know how to do that yet, but I'm hoping to figure that out. I'm really hoping I can do it. So if you're on YouTube right now and you're looking and there's nothing there, I fucked up. I'm sorry, but I'm going to try. To future people. people to future, future people. Uh, so let's jump right into it. Um, each of you guys, as usual, have prepared both a movie and a movie character that explain who you are as a person. Uh, so Joe, how about you go first? All right. Hey, guys. What's up? Uh, my name is Joe. And um, the character I chose was Tom Hansen, who is played uh, by Joseph Gordon-Levitt in 500 Days of Summer. And um, yeah, I, I picked Tom Hansen because he is uh, hopeless romantic. And he's he goes, miserable for half the movie. Yeah, <laughs> half the movie. So half, half, half of what you see is miserable. <laughs> he goes on Ikea dates. <laughs> <laughs> But, yeah, I, I started doing that before the movie came out. So Not a bad was, idea. It was awesome. <laughs> and then um, what, there's also, he was an architect. I'm architect-ish. Same, same. <laughs> Wait, is that the movie where he writes cards or am I thinking of her? That sounds that, like Mr. That, Deeds. I don't think that's, uh, <laughs> I think that's a different movie. Do you write your cards with a crayon, Deeds? I think I'm thinking of her. Uh, anyway, <laughs> yeah, that, that's pretty much it. And the, the main scene where, with the reality the versus expectation for the movie, that... I don't know if you remember that movie, Reality versus Expectations. Oh, I feel like that always happens with me all the time, and that's how I relate with that character. Wait, wait, what? What? What, what movie? Uh, Five Hundred Days of Summer. Oh, it's the same movie. My same bad. movie. Same. Not movie. a movie titled Reality. I, I, no, 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 no. Yeah, I should have cleared that. That's my bad. Sorry, guys. <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for joining us, uh, JP. How about yourself? Yeah. So I chose uh, the same character and from the same movie to represent myself was in Bruges. Was the film uh, Colin Farrell's character Ray? Um, is from Dublin. I'm not from Dublin. I'm Canadian, <laughs> but my parents are both Irish. So, you know, a little bit of lead there. But what resonated with me with that character the most was that if you've seen that film, he doesn't get his way at all. <laughs> He's always in a kind of a mood. And if I don't get my way, I kind of throw a hissy fit like a little <laughs> child does. And I love to drink pints, so that's what he does in that film. And minus the child murdering, um, <laughs> I feel like that character in me resonate very well. He murders a child? Yeah, yeah accidentally, I, though. I, like, accidentally murders a child. He shoots an altar boy 
What? <laughs> An altar boy. No, I, I haven't I, seen I don't that. Think so I thought I did, but now I don't. In the beginning of the film, he shoots. He's he's a hitman, so he kills a priest because you know priests are not the nicest. People. <laughs> and then he shoots the priest, and the bullet goes through the priest and hits a small child. Oh. So no. besides, I want to emphasize, I am not a child murderer, okay. but that is. That sucks. Well, you, he he just saved it. So <laughs> I noticed you didn't deny karate chopping a midget. Does that I, mean you have? Okay, yeah. So I don't think I have not, but I scene. would be open to something. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> that sucks. He killed the altar boy. He had just saved that him from the. the whole to be fair, he feels bad about it. He feels. Very he doesn't bad. do it on purpose. Yeah, yeah, very. Bad I feel like I'm remembering it now. Yeah, <laughs> suicidally bad about it. All right. Well, uh, thanks to oh, both man. of you for joining us. Uh, we're going to jump right into it. So to start this episode, uh, there's just a few movies that we've watched recently that we wanted to talk about. Uh, just, you know, a little bit of a recap of things that are coming out, a little bit of a topical conversation. Uh, Paulo, I know you wanted to start this off, so why don't you go ahead? I actually don't because uh, <laughs> I'm embarrassed by what I have recently watched, even though I enjoyed it immensely. Um, I watched the, the last Triple X movie. Uh, Such where Vin Diesel movie. comes back. I okay. We're gonna fight. We've already fought about this, but <laughs> as dumb. Okay, how, how do I? <laughs> you started. I need to get my dumb. head checked. It, it is the dumbest movie, top five dumbest movies I've ever seen. But it's also the the greatest at the same time. And it takes a certain level of greatness to to have that kind of balance. You know? You're gonna have to explain <laughs> that one. Yeah. I mean, I don't want to spoil. The movie, Dude, there's I'm no never real. Gonna see that movie, so yeah, okay, no one. It. There's no real story. Yeah, no one cares. Fine, but the whole movie, there's this whole thing about like, oh, you're you're a triple X and you're a triple X because they've got like Donnie Yen and they got like these like they've got Tony Jaa fucking on back. And, <laughs> I didn't like, know it was Tony Jaa for the first bit. It's Tony <laughs> Jaa. He looks like he looks like an idiot because they made him like all extreme to fit a triple X, but it's still Tony Jaa. And, like, the whole thing is, like, you're triple X, you're triple X, like, we're all, like, this triple X agent that uh, Samuel L. Jackson brought together. And then at the end, they're, like, getting the shit kicked out of them because there's too many, and they're, like, running out of bullets and everything. And then Ice Cube saves them with a fucking grenade launcher. <laughs> that was the best part. It is, oh my god, it's amazing. I almost shed a tear because it was, it's hilarious. And it's also bad. I just wanted to give that movie its due. You guys can disagree with me all you want. I don't. Give a shit. <laughs> you know, I, I saw the advertisement for it, and I feel like I already knew the whole movie when I saw the advert for it. So I not. strongly agree. Uh, <laughs> yeah, know what you, it is. you could. So <laughs> I think the worst thing you can say about one, a movie like this is that it's boring. And I think that's exactly why I don't like it, is like I was <laughs> bored the entire time. And it's like... Some of these movies, they don't aspire to be an Oscar-winning movie. They don't aspire to have like the best character arcs. They just aspire to be a dumb, fun action movie. That and is, de it's definitely dumb. There are movies like that that I can enjoy, but this movie, I was bored the entire time, and I was trying to remember what it was about. And I watched this and um, Fate of the Furious in the same weekend, and I don't remember Why which one's you? which because they both end on a plane, and I'm like, wait, is am I thinking what? of no. Furious? Am I thinking of Triple okay. I don't remember. Okay. <laughs> No, no, like, first of all, why would you, you do that compare, to yourself? You can't compare that to Second of all, it's like, there's different levels of dumb, okay? There's different levels of dumb movies. In, in the popcorn, uh, the popcorn dumb, uh, uh, what's it called? Range. Range. Okay. Okay. There, there's like, 
there's like dumb popcorn, but it's still trying to be a movie. And then there's dumb popcorn where it's like, just the, I don't even know how to describe. Like, it's just dumb. Like, there's, good th- dumb there's no description. Dumb. There's no description. It's just dumb. Like, in triple triple X is in the bottom, obviously. It's the bottom I, of the barrel, dumb movie. So yes. You agree. Okay. Okay. I, I, I want to be clear. I want to be clear about <laughs> so this. You, enjoy, well, you enjoyed garbage. I want you. to be clear about this. I realize how dumb it is, <laughs> but it is like. At a certain point, it gets so dumb where you're like, it's funny, because like they have what uh, some soccer player, uh, in the very beginning, in the very oh, beginning, uh, Brazilian the guy. Brazilian guy, uh, I forgot Neymar, Neymar, no, it's Na- Neymar, Pele. Neymar. <laughs> <laughs> Go back to the grave. No, okay. Okay. They have uh, Neymar. Yeah, they, they have Neymar. <laughs> they have Neymar, and Samuel L. Jackson is trying to recruit him as a triple X, which makes. Already, this is the first five minutes of the movie. It makes no sense makes no whatsoever. Sense. Oh. And they both apparently die. But, like, it just shows how, like, they don't care. They're just doing something stupid and, and fun. And I, I found it hilarious. I think Pele would have been a better fit for this movie because everyone else is <laughs> old and washed up. Pele's, Pele Pele's dead yeah. body. I don't, is Pele still alive? I don't know. I don't know. Call back. Rest uh, in peace. J, JP yeah. said he was dead and I just ran with it. So I don't yeah, know. Yeah, let's go with that. He's brown bread. Okay. So on the, on the topic of why what I do that to myself of watching this in Fast and Furious on the same weekend, <laughs> I also watched uh, the new Resident Evil movie, the new Underworld, and the Russian Avengers movie known as Guardians on the same weekend. I was doing a bad movie weekend. And you uh, didn't watch Triple X? No, and Triple oh, wait, X was did. in the same weekend. Oh, right. Oh, and Triple okay. X was my least favorite what? movie of that weekend. Yes, oh, thank my you. God. But it was so bad. What it's I, just I wanted, you don't like NWA. I want to talk about Guardians. Uh, not Guardians of the Galaxy, Guardians. Uh, the Russian a Russian Guardians. Avengers movie knockoff. I was super excited. I don't know if anyone saw the trailers for this movie, but like, there was a lot of... like, there's, um, there's one scene in the trailer where a guy turns into a bear, throws somebody in the air, picks up a minigun, and then shoots him while he's flying through the air. And I'm like, how can this be bad? This is like oh. <laughs> that definition of dumb, fun movie. Yes, I agree But it was that. so fucking bad. Not as oh. bad as Triple X, but it was so fucking bad. Wait, okay, so then I remember on the bad this movie scale, now, the trailer. Like, how is it bad, but not, like... I think Guardians had that, it's dumb, but I'm kind of, like, laughing at it. It had some whereas, sharp, whereas intriguing, but that's, or... But that's how I... I was no, laughing at Triple X. Triple X was, like, it was... It's just a poorly made movie, and I was so bored the whole time. Whereas, like, again, a guy turns into a bear, picks up a minigun, and shoots yes. a guy... That's, that's stupid that's and fun. Stupid funny. Also, and I want to I mean, see what else. Okay, it makes yeah. you want to think I, what hey, else. I would is love that happen, one too. Right? I'm not saying it's worse. <laughs> the the thing I want to talk about in this movie though is the oddest choice for a villain. Uh, basically, the premise is a scientist takes like the super serum and turns into like big muscly guy. But for some reason, they chose like a, a practical physical mask, and he looks like a giant muscle baby. <laughs> And it's the weird because, like, you're in Russia. I'm sure you can find somebody who's roided out with steroids. He doesn't talk. He doesn't look like the character from before. He's just big muscle guy who punches people. And it, it's a it weird like a rubber baby mask. Yeah, but if they found that guy, they probably he probably would have just been punching everyone for real. In, yeah. In Maybe they want to make it realistic. Maybe there's some big muscular <laughs> no, Russian baby faces. want it realistic. <laughs> so, for anyone who saw the trailers for that and also really wanted to see it and hasn't seen it yet, so I, I would... <laughs> recommended for like it's so bad it's maybe a little bit funny but it's not anywhere as entertaining as i thought it would be so <laughs> maybe stay away from it um oh what, should, what about you guys what have you guys seen recently you want to talk about i saw i watched uh, black mass this week oh uh, johnny depp 
Um, couldn't stop looking at his eyes. Playing a weirdo. Yeah, playing yeah. Whitey Bulger. Uh, yeah. As far as gangster movies come up, what was the gangster one? It's uh, not very good. It does not hold its own. Um, the scenes where you think, you know, those intimidating scenes that you see, like you know, The Godfather, Goodfellas. <laughs> it's like, like a bunch proper, of those strung together. Well, yeah. no, it's where like, it just has a there's no, character. there's no, there's no substance to his speeches. There's nothing. And you just can't stop looking at his eyes. He's wearing contact lenses the whole movie. Yeah. Just super distracting. Uh, overall, you know, three and a half out of ten. Like, it was not wow. a, Ooh, it was three not and a half. That's so low. I think it's too bad because, and it's, it's not saying much, but it's probably one of Johnny Depp's better performances in recent years. Like, it's not embarrassingly bad. But again, like, those contacts are so distracting. It's, and it's, <laughs> it's that distracting. But it's like, there's some actual good performances it behind is. it. It is? Yeah, there's oh, some good, yeah, I'll give you that. Like, there is some good performances, but um, as far as Boston, Irish, gangster goes, <laughs> terrible. Like just awful. Like and those movies are really good. Those are usually the part is set the bar. The part is set the bar for Boston gangster, right? The town was great. That was good as well. But I'd say that yeah, the part is set the bar. This doesn't even qualify. Does not make it to like the part is set the world record. These guys didn't make it to the Olympics. (laughs) Yeah, Joe. For me, oh, the movie that I've seen recently was Kingsman Golden Circle. And I'm already getting a disappointed look from. <laughs> I, 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 I didn't even mean to give a disappointed look. I feel like I feel the energy. I still want to see it. But I, I thought it was a good movie. It's kind of like the first one, you know, same kind of style. It's funny. There's action. Some good action scenes. A lot of there's somewhat of a story too that that made some <laughs> somewhat sense. Somewhat of a story because if I think back to it now, it was kind of they had their storyline like the first one, and it's they just worked with it. And I like the the actors they used. In it, I thought uh, Channing Tatum would have a bigger role, but uh, it's because you just love Channing Tatum. I do, Magic Mike. I, I wish Channing Tatum would have had a better role. In that. Yeah, yeah. Thank, thank you. I thought he would have made a better one. Hateful Eight when he gets his when he gets shot. Oh <laughs> yes, Hateful Eight was a great. When he gets movie. shot in the back of the head <laughs> and his <laughs> face explodes. Yeah. He only has like what five minutes on scene, and then that's yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, no. Overall, I thought it was just similar to the first one. It was not as good as the first one, but uh, without doing too many spoilers, Never it's. It was still a, a movie to watch. Nothing that you need to watch, but just something to watch. I was a little bit disappointed because I really liked the first Kingsman. Like, it's a really good movie. And you had the same crew back, the same director. And there's, they had that ability to have something really silly and really goofy and outlandish and still have a certain heart to it. And with the second one, they had the same level of outlandish goofiness, but it didn't... I mean, it didn't have that heart. It didn't have that soul, and I couldn't really buy into it. And when you just have the goofiness... I'm like, uh, and like, honestly, first scene, first scene in the movie, I was like, this is going to be shit. <laughs> kind of. Yeah, no, that like, first scene was, uh, it was I don't so, know if so. I'd say shit because that was probably like one of the worst scenes in the movie, but it, <laughs> I don't know. I was, I was disappointed. I was hoping for a bit more. Yeah, no, that, that first scene, it was just, I, I don't want to do spoilers, so I can't really say too much, but it just, it disappointed me. That, okay, it. because I haven't seen the movie, is that first scene wor- better or worse than Samuel L. Jackson recruiting Neymar? As a secret agent, and then that was better than the entire blown, movie. We're done with Triple X, and then getting blown up, up by a satellite. No more mention of Triple X. We're hanging that... out. No, that's not coming up again. No more Triple no. X. But I didn't tell you guys the ending yet. That's fine. No one cares. Yeah, we do not care. Triple X is gone. Oh, you know what? I'm just. I was gonna... about to say it's better than the first scene in Kingsman. You wow! Really? Yeah. I, I really that, you didn't like it that. It was one of those scenes where I'm offended because of how obvious it is of a 
group of people in a boardroom deciding what a, a successful movie is and just saying, oh, okay. oh, this worked in another movie. Let's just do it here. Okay. No, Wait, I, that's I, the first, I, I get oh, your point. I understand. So it's point. probably a technically better scene than what was in Triple X, but I was it's just so like, I, I was offended by it. So <laughs> <I can't laughs> okay. Suits making all the decisions. Yeah. Yeah. Um, all right, cool. So uh, thanks for that roundtable. Uh, we're going to jump right ahead to our social media update with Paulo. All right, social media update. Um, big news this month. Um, on the social media update, I know we've been saying every episode, hey, tweet us, answer a question, or you know, such and such. Uh, reach out to us on social media, and you will get a spot on the podcast. Well, uh, I have proof in the flesh right now. Shout out to Joe, uh, who is our guest today, who uh, responded with his own bank heist crew from last episode, if you remember, because if you're listening now, maybe you've probably been listening to the last episode because you're one of us in the room. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he Joe answered us on Instagram. Uh, by the way, the Instagram is at P-A-O-L-O-V-S-T-H-E-W-O-R-L-D. And uh, he gave us his bank heist crew. Uh, we played around with it, had some fun, and he's here Look on the that. podcast. What's up? I made it. Results. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, this, this is, is one of the few on. things in in life where you can like do something and you instantly get rewarded. <laughs> and I have to say, if you're reaching out to the social media crew, we're gonna do some space crews today. And if you can think of a better space crew than what we're gonna do, let us know. Please. If let there's us any know. criticisms of our choices, yes, we want to know. You so, can also tweet us at... What's the handle? What's it's our at handle? HW... Wait, wait. Houston. <laughs> HW... A... Oh, fuck. Houston. At HWHA <laughs> Podcast. We're going to post a link in the, in the description of this video. So if you follow us on Twitter, we will um, not, you can check right? it out. <laughs> Criticize our crews. My crew is going to be the best. I'm JP. No, <laughs> we'll see about that. And, we'll, and give us some criticisms and give us your own crew. And if, if you didn't start a you Twitter poll it. of who had the best crew. Ooh, we could start Twitter a Twitter poll. poll. Who can. knows? Also, uh, on the Twitter front, or sorry, not Twitter front. Social media. But front. social media front in general. It's all the same. Yeah. Time play doesn't count as social media. Whatever. <laughs> time uh, play. is social media. No, I just wanted to shout out myself because I beat the number one time play player in Toronto and in Ontario at the same time. Uh... When I watched Blade Runner the other day. Good for you. I thought you were so, going to say Triple X. In your face, Juan and Nick. <laughs> Enjoy those scene points. Yes. <laughs> um, all right. As usual, we're having... Uh, each of you guys have prepared an audio clip for us. Uh, Joe, we're going to do yours first. Uh, can you give us a, a quick introduction for your clip? A quick introduction. The clip I picked was a scene from... Pon- um, <sighs> from what? Monty Python. Oh, Ponty Python. <laughs> yeah, Ponty Python was from Monty Python. I still can't even try to say it. And this is a scene where um, I'll just, I'll just, let, it just let it play. Out. Let it play. And here we go. What's so funny about Biggest Dickus? Well, it's a joke name, sir. I have a very great friend in Rome called Biggest Dickus. Silence! What is all this insolence? You will find yourself in gladiator school very quickly with rotten behavior like that. Can I go now, sir? Ah! Which of bigger stickers hears of this? Wait! Take him away! Oh, sir, you're... No, no, I want him fighting rabid wild animals within a week. Yes, sir. For you. <laughs> oh, 
I will not have my friends ridiculed by the common soldiery. Anybody else feel like a little giggle when I mention my friend, Dickus? Dickus. What about you? Do you find it visible? When I say the name, Dickus. Dickus. He has a wife, you know. You know what she's called? She's called Incontinentia. Incontinentia buttocks. Sam! What is all this? Where's that enough of this rowdy wobble sniggling behavior? Silence! All right, uh, thanks for that, Joe. Uh, in, in lieu of a uh, question for this audio segment, we're going to do a bit of a, a fun fact. Um, so in that segment, uh, we have the, the main kind of character there who's trying to make people laugh through uh, by saying biggest dickus. Uh, the characters, the guards, are trying to trying not to laugh, and actually it's on the set. The director told them, that they would be fired if they laughed at all. So those people who are actually trying to hold back their laughter and are doing a really, really bad job of doing so, they're legitimately trying to do it for the sake of their job, which I think adds quite a bit to that segment, Jeez. which is already pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, it also becomes a little dark when you realize that they all lost their job. Yeah. 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 They all just got fired. Give a week's wages, at least. He, he obviously did not fire him. He was just saying that to like, get a reaction. You get a better reaction. Yeah, it was the perfect reaction. Uh, but anyway, so we're going to move on to our, uh, our next segment where we're talking about uh, creating your all-star crew. And in today's episode with the space segment, we're talking about creating your all-star mercenary crew. So for the, the positions we've made everyone create, we've picked, you have to pick a pilot, a captain, uh, your muscle, and then your engineer and your medic, as well as also pick a ship that your mercenary crew are going to be living and transporting on. Uh, and I'm going to put you guys through a few uh, different scenarios that put your mercenary crews to the test. Uh, but to introduce your crews, I'm just going to give you guys, you know, one or two minutes to just say who's on your team and why you picked them. Uh, so how about uh, Paula? How about you go first? Jackie again? <laughs> I have to go. For, okay, um, that's fine. Uh, you can you can stop listening after I'm done. Uh, wow! Start listening when you're looking at him right now, and it's complete all... <laughs> garbage. <laughs> it is all right. total garbage. Except so for one or two. I'm gonna go in maybe. order. I started with my captain. I picked Malco, uh, Mal from he, a uh, Firefly. Human. Yes, he is human. <laughs> Fire from Firefly. Uh, also, the movie Serenity. Uh, because he is, uh, I think he's, it was, it was very close between him, between him and Han Solo, but I thought he was more of the, uh, like gritty, uh, do what has to be done, but still be like honorable. Like he had a good moral compass yet. He, he was like, he, he would kill you if he had to. Um, and I thought he could keep the rest of my, my crew in order. Uh, not that he needed to, because they all work so well together. 
So uh, my pilot is Poe Dameron uh, because he's the best fucking pilot in the Resistance. And you see him in action for like 10 seconds. I think uh, in The Force Awakens, blowing up like destroying six TIE fighters in uh, like a span of maybe 20 seconds. Some fancy flying considering if you... Uh, those, those TIE fighters can really move. Also, he can pilot anything. He says so himself. So um, he says. He says. <laughs> hey, I believe him. All right? And he took out Starkiller base single-handedly, pretty much. Single-handedly? Everyone was, else was that useless. That was a sucky base. It was not. Whatever. Yes. Duh, that's get, Star 2.0. Save, save your, your petty arguments for later, boys. <laughs> um, uh, my muscle is Corbin Dallas from the Fifth Element because he is a specialist with... Like, billion, like the, the whole list of weapons that his general like flipped out in the movie. Um, he's the only one of his special forces units that's still alive because he's that good. And he doubles as the pilot because he's a specialist with, specialist, specialist with uh, spacecraft as well. He's a muscle. He's not a pilot. Yeah, he, yeah, he's hey, muscle. interchangeable. <laughs> okay, my, okay. my team can do it all. People die. And people die. Uh, people people die. die. Poe Dameron gets captured by Kylo Ren. Uh, Corbin Dallas takes over. Spoiler: and People haven't seen Star Wars. <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> uh, also, I I can't say enough about Corbin. He like fucking he he he's like he can survey the room in like a the blink of an eye, and at the same time take out like six uh, enemy combatants with one shot each. Uh, as if you remember when he was negotiating, quote unquote, he's like he looks at the room, five on the right. Three on the left. He put peaks again. Bang, 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 bang. And then he counts it off. And then he just takes out the leader and he's done. He's so gun. that's... He's, a, he's quick. He's strong. He's the best. Corbin Dallas. Uh, I picked uh, Scotty for my engineer. Who... Uh, sorry, Montgomery Scott from Star Trek. The reboot. Simon Pegg because Simon Pegg is the best. Because um, if we're actually making a real movie about this, who doesn't like to see Simon Pegg? Simon Pegg's awesome. He's, he's funny. Guy. He's, I agree with he's, you. he's fucking funny. funny. And he's a good writer. He's... All around awesome, but that's not important because as an engineer, Scotty was the miracle worker, quote unquote. That's how what he was called on a starship of like how many crew, like uh, upwards of 500, that big of a starship. And he could do more than that. He could work magic with, uh, with the Enterprise. Imagine what he could do on my ship that's only carrying five people. Uh, we will have that conversation. <laughs> yes, we'll we will. talk about that later. I have much to say. Also, I would like to so add much. that he somehow managed to beam three people uh, from a planet to a ship that was traveling through hyperspace that was probably like a galaxy away from them. The technology did all the work. It's cute. He did it. He he manipulated the technology, and that's what he does. That's what you want from your engineer. I, Fuck you. <laughs> who's next? Who's next? Um, and for my medic, I picked Baymax uh, from Big Hero 6. He is a he is a robot uh, who knows the ins and outs of the human anatomy, and he can deal with any human uh, any injury to human or sickness um, just by scanning them and taking care of them. Also, he's like cute and lovable. Uh, he'll sell a lot of toys for my future movie space crew franchise. And nope. uh, my ship is Slave One, used by Boba. Uh, sorry, Jango Fett and his son Boba Jango Fett in Fett. Episode Two from the prequels because it's uh, it's a tracking ship. It's heavily, uh, has lots of uh, firepower, uh, as you see when he fights uh, Obi-Wan Kenobi, and it's uh, just lucky. iconic, and it's a fucking awesome ship. They got lucky, it was the asteroids. All right. 
Thank you for that. Uh, Joe, how about your team? Okay, so for my team, my captain, I chose Ender from Ender Game. Because if you've seen that movie, he is just... He's just amazing. He's, he's good. He works with uh, all the other people. He's, his mind is just like... A beautiful mind. He just knows how to. So he's crazy. Make things happen. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. So he's 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 Sorry. Bad, bad, bad choice of movie, but he was just very skillful and he's just a genius at, I guess, uh, not the art of war, a not prodigy. just the art of war. He's just a prodigy, and he was able to make things happen, work with his teams, uh, work with his, t- uh, his team, and just achieve his goal. And uh, for my pilot, I chose Hiro Yui. Oh. <laughs> I didn't know who it was at first. But oh, now okay. I remember nice. who he is. <laughs> From the movie uh, and, uh, Gundam Wing Endless Waltz. Yeah. He is the pilot of the Gundam. Oh my gosh. I <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure it was. Uh, was it Gundam? It was the main one. <laughs> it was the main one. I, I'm embarrassed that I forgot. I'm going to look it, it up. I will you. blame the alcohol, but I know it's not the alcohol, but I'm <laughs> going to blame the alcohol. And uh, yeah, he just. He piloted a, a battleship. He's awesome at it. He had to. Go through enemies, go through space. He's just an all-around awesome pilot. And next, for my muscle, I have Predator from the 2010 Predators movie. The good one out of all the Predators on the list. He is the good one out of all the other ones. The movie or the Predators? No, no, no. There's there's four Predators and then one there's one that's kind of fighting. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's he's kind of helping the good guys. Ah, okay, yeah, yeah. Yeah, see? So that's the one that I chose because... He's muscle. He's a predator. That's what he does. He seeks people and he does what he needs to do and kills them. Yeah, he does his job. Exactly. He's really good. Good at hunting. Good at <laughs> hunting. Yes. And then for the engineer, I also chose Scotty. I tried my best to stay away from Star Trek, Star Wars, you know, all the main mainstream choices for uh, sci-fi. sci-fi and space crew. But Scotty, he was just the best. Like Paulo said earlier... All his points there, and he beamed three people up. I, I try to talk <laughs> talk some shit, but it's true. He beamed three people up. No arguments somehow there. Somehow while they're moving. And None from me. He is amazing. My next choice for medic is also the same <laughs> as Paulo's, Baymax. Because um, he also, if if you watch the movie, he doubles. I think he does have his fight scene, correct, Paulo? Yes, and his yes. arm shoots out as a rocket. Exactly. So he doubles as muscle, <laughs> and I feel like because he's artificial intelligence, he is intelligent. So let's say my captain goes out, he could take over his role. But and he has great focus, bedside manner. I'm imagining him climbed. as the pilot. Of, I don't know if you guys have seen the movie Airplane, yeah. where like the inflatable person comes up and he starts flying the plane. Oh, no, I have not seen that. Well, yeah, no, he he kind of looks like that. But yeah, his main focus medic. He just. He's artificial intelligence, and you know what? If there's aliens and stuff, we could reprogram them to know their anatomy, and that is that. So, oh, what ship are you on? Oh, yes, yeah, sorry. My ship is Serenity from the movie Serenity and the TV series Firefly. The Serenity ship, I chose it because it survived the Reapers, if you've seen that movie, and it just, it's, the ship, it always just pulled through when you needed to pull through. Other ships, they may have been damaged. Uh, it's got I, heart. It's got heart. Okay. <laughs> and yeah, that, that's uh, the ship that I chose. Okay. All right, JP, so how team. about you? All right, first of all, let's let's establish this now. That Scotty is great. He beamed some people up. He's fantastic <laughs> in the Star Trek universe. For my engineer, I chose Christopher Johnson from District 9. You may know him as the prawn. The main <laughs> prawn in that movie. Now, if you want to talk about ingenuity, this guy... 
was living in a slum of South Africa as an alien, and over the course of a few years, developed this black liquid in order to escape from the planet. So he entered the Earth atmosphere and engineered from scraps, engineered from scraps, how to get off the planet. So he is clearly the better engineer. <laughs> uh, for Medic, uh, I chose AI in itself. Uh, David from Prometheus. Um, his ability to recognize human behavior, understand human patterns, and he knows a little bit and has the knowledge to address alien situations as well. So he's okay there. Uh, for Muscle, I chose the Orange Monstar <laughs> from Space Jam. Awesome choice. Right? Uh, he is the leader of the Monstar Pack. He is the biggest and the strongest of the Monstar Pack. As far as raw muscle and strength goes, I think he supersedes everyone on the entire page oh, here. Oh, oh. Um, as, um, for captain, I chose the only captain there is, is Morpheus. He, <laughs> he recognized the chosen one. People look up to him. They respect him. He is a good leader overall. They also thought he was crazy. And the second one, I'm talking about Matrix 1. <laughs> he also has the ability to break chains, and he stood up to the interrogation of the Smiths. Um, for a pilot, I chose Poe Dameron as well. Um, well done. We were restricted yes. to no superpowers. However, fun fact for Star Wars fans is that Poe Dameron's parents were the personal pilots of the... Leia fan of the Leia's dad. Who's who's what's that guy's name? Bill Leia. Yeah, they were the personal pilots Sweet, of that family. That. That's awesome. And they had a life like a force tree in their backyard growing up. So Poe Dameron is not a force user, but he is sensitive, force affluent, right? affluent. Force, affluent, yeah, force less than affluent. sensitive. Okay, yeah. Hence why his ability to be an amazing pilot. So wait, are you <clears> saying that his? Pilot ability is based on the force? No. So we should uh, just exit him right <laughs> no, now? So no. my pilot wins automatically? No, I'm saying <laughs> that he is he is not one with the force. He is not a force user, but the force is in his life. Okay, a quick uh, fact check before you go on to your ship there. Uh, Morpheus only faced one smith in the first Matrix, so he didn't face smiths. He yes. faced smith. Uh, I know, oh. Because there are multiple Smiths okay, in two and three, okay. yeah. I'm just getting so that faced... quick fact check in there. But uh, go right, on with he, your he, shit. He, he fought. He, okay, he faced the agents. He fought he agents. agents. He fought agents. But he, yes. faced, he faced the Smith. Like the, the Smith. Smith. He did. He did. Before he copied he himself. Yes. Because yes. when you copy yourself in a in a program, you lose some data. So the main I disagree, Smith. but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I disagree with that one too. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, what ship are you using? I'm I'm using the Planet Express ship. From uh, Futurama. Which apparently has movies. Can you name the title yes. of one of those movies? Uh, yeah, so there's the Beast with a Million Backs. Alright, that's all we need. <laughs> I just yeah, need to know that you knew one of the movie's movie. names. Bender's Game. Uh, big Game. Bender's Big Game. I've heard of that actually. No, I did hear Alright, alright, alright. So, good cruise. Fuck y'all for not choosing Chewbacca, but uh, good cruise. Uh, first scenario that I'm going to put you guys through. So, here's, here's a scenario. Your pilot and your engineer are in a cave, one kilometer under the surface, and the bugs from... Starship Troopers? Starship oh, Troopers... I was thinking of using some of the Starships. ...have just started attacking. Only 20 have attacked right now, but soon the entire planet is going to be golfed with these aliens. Uh, the, the rest of your crew with your spaceship are sitting at the 
at the, like the mouth of the cave, kind of a kilometer away. And waiting for you outside the planet are Star Destroyers, three of them. You need to escape and get away. Why is your crew the best and how are you going to do it? Oh, is it just so, open? Or? So this is just open. Just wait, wait, for the scenarios? So, really? But, but no, I no. have a question. Wait, for the, 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 destroy, the star destroyers that are out there, is it after we save our crew? Or you mean like it's they're the, out there that's and your starting point. This okay. is your starting point. Oh. How are you getting off? Okay, are people so going to come down to save them? Are they going to just the pilot and the engineer going to come off? Question, question. Where are they? Are they held together, the engineer and the pilot? They're together. Uh, the pilot and the... I mean the... the, uh, the Aliens are not between, like they are in chains. They're running away from the yeah, aliens. They're are they away. in chains? <clears throat> no, no, they're free. <laughs> they oh, have, they're not prisoners of the... Of they the... have a blaster each, just a simple blaster. Okay. Uh, and you're trying to get off the planet and escape these Star Destroyers. Well, Paul Dameron can fly through anything, so I'm, I'm confident his ability to fly into the cave. So I have that. Wait, he's I in the know, cave, but you, you have Your Morpheus. ship cannot fit into the cave. Okay. Wait, um, isn't, oh, isn't so Paul Dameron in... No, no, sorry, no. the pilot is sorry. in the cave. I don't know if I misspoke there. Maybe I'm drunk, but your pilot engineer, or sorry, your captain and your engineer. Oh you're, no! You're, you're captain and your engineer. <laughs> okay. I was you're so fucked. So, so um, I think Scotty proved himself in the the last uh, Star Trek movie, um, Beyond, uh, as a as an adequate uh, action hero, jumping off of escape pods as they're falling off cliffs and stuff like that. He's qu- he's a quick one. He's gonna make it out. Mal can cover his back with his uh, quick shooting as a space cowboy. Uh, Poe Dameron and even Corbin can pilot the ship to uh, to uh, extract the two, but their captain the and their engineer. Destroyers. Huh? You have the three oh, star destroyers. I'm getting to that. Don't worry about it. <laughs> um, first of all, Slave One not only has a lot of firepower, it is stealthy as fuck because it is also a tracking uh, bounty hunter ship. So they can just... Pull uh, what the Millennium Falcon did in uh, in uh, Castle Run in six parsecs. No, <laughs> in 12, 12, 12 parsecs. <laughs> yeah, sixteen too fast. In uh, Empire Strikes Back, where he'll he'll fly straight at them and then latch onto the 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 blind spot of the Star Destroyers because, as you know, that works. And then they can just uh, let them float away with the garbage when they jettison the garbage. I know that, that works with if there's one Star Destroyer, but he clearly there's said three. there was three. There were three I, I in feel... Empire Strikes Back. There were three, damn. <laughs> okay, three. well, first of all, Morpheus does not sit well in capture, so he's going to make a move with Christopher Johnson, obviously. Uh, his ability to escape dangerous scenarios is easy. Uh, if, we, if the ship cannot fit into the cave, I will send Poe. And the orange monster, <laughs> because the orange monster can crush just, these bugs can, yeah, with his can, hands. Yeah, he can crush bugs with his hands. Um, David is more than capable of handling the Planet Express ship. Uh, it's a one pilot gig; only one person has to pilot the whole time. As he did as, have to pilot yeah. while the crew was in stasis. Yeah, I'm helping. <laughs> He's helping. That's what I mean. That, that's a good point. I, what? What? He has to. Can pilot. we attack? Too like well this yeah, is yeah yeah no this is just oh open. wait oh I thought we were gonna all explain well the, we well, all the Planet Express ship has is probably one of the fastest ships out of the three yeah um, but it, it got to the moon in three seconds two seconds actually yeah two seconds <laughs> two yeah. seconds yeah. so Carson looked it up yeah <laughs> <laughs> it got to the moon. so half an astronomical unit in twelve in two seconds is much quicker than the Star Destroyers so yeah but not as quick as speed of light. Which uh, I'm pretty sure your ship could go at, right, Paulo? Hyperspace. Yes, hyperspace. hyperspace. That's yes. up to debate. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
I wish I could say and that. And I rub and well and the Planet Express ship has fought off space banditos and space pirates, so the Empire means nothing to space banditos. Well, I do think I do think your uh, engineer, the the prawn, which but I should add is <laughs> named a after a food. Um, <laughs> it's a prawn. Uh, he would hold his own against the the bugs, but uh, Morpheus is only good in the Matrix. In the Matrix, yeah. Uh, in the physical Matrix, you think? What about his his leadership? In the real oh, his leadership his doesn't there, his but... leadership doesn't do anything when you're facing down the Starship Troopers bugs. Yes, just one throw can, that out there. Yeah. His, is, he gets a lot a good of good points. stuff in the points. That's a good point. He's, he's very he's, good in the matrix. He's an orator and uh, a leader, but I don't know how, how yeah, well he would do with the Yeah, but what if the orange monster has got his back up on that one? Like, he can roll in there and protect them. They, they gotta protect themselves for a little bit while those guys get to them. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. And I'm sure the orange monster, what made him best to, was his team of all the other monsters. But he stuck with a team of... He was the leader a of random the team, team. He wasn't he was leader, the captain. But, but captain is Morpheus, so they're gonna bump heads because I think I think leaders. the orange monster is gonna be carrying a, a very maimed Morpheus back to the ship. <laughs> or I think because the monsters were evil in that uh, that movie, that he might just say screw Morpheus and I'm gonna lead now and drop your team, drop the rest of the people that were there, start some new team, get the rest of the monsters. We're gonna drop draft the rest of them. Yes. Just <laughs> exactly, he's gonna call draft from, his call, monsters. Come up from the small leagues. <laughs> From the farm team? Oh, gosh. All right. Um, well, for my team, wait, my captain and my engineer are in captive. No, they're, they're running away. They're running away from the aliens trying to get yeah. to the ship. Oh, okay. So they're trying to run away. And then I have uh, my pilot, muscle, and medic still available. Mm-hmm. So my muscle, my predator, he's good at what he does. He's going to go and he's going to kill what he needs to do to get to those people. He's going to find them if they're on the other thing because predator is good at finding uh, his targets. He's going to find them. He's a predator. He's a predator. He's going <laughs> to find them, save them. Hero, he's a good pilot. He's good at uh, facing different odds, like, you know, a bunch of thousands or hundreds of Gundams with just his one ship. He'll figure out something, how, how to make it work. I still haven't found the name of the Gundam <laughs> that he piloted. I'm actually yeah, upset yeah, about yeah, I'm pretty sure. Oh, it's Wing Zero. There you go. Wing Ooh. Zero. That's there you the go. Gundam. So Redemption, Joe. He's going to have... Uh, I should have used that as a spaceship. <laughs> and then, you know what? Actually, I feel like Ender... Because it is a Starship Trooper bug, and they do have their queen, Ender, in his movie. He made uh, peace with the queen in the movie, so he will have somehow some <laughs> sort of yeah, but he's a empathy child. with the bugs, and he's somehow get them to. Peace he's gonna he's negotiate there. peace somehow while he's there. No, no, no. He's it, a child, it, and, and he's then a they're gonna then the, child. <laughs> Yeah, he's but, not getting out of the cave of bugs. Okay? Yeah, he's gonna get out of the cave of bugs because no he's gonna become friends with Joe, them. Joe, I think you need to and, plan ahead and for And then they're gonna get the big captain. blue. <laughs> he's making a new character as we speak. And Ender, he's gonna he's gonna become friends with them and they're gonna get those big blue bugs to shoot up their beam thingies <laughs> at the bugs? at the Star Destroyers and then we're free and set to go and we're one <laughs> big happy bug family. The predator is a bug too, in my opinion, so we're, <laughs> he's a giant bug whoa, kind of. Whoa. Okay, okay, okay. So the small child is going to escape, but Morpheus can't escape. Like, is that where we're at right now? We're going to leave that one there. We're going to move on to the next scenario. So assuming everyone lives, that first scenario, which kind of an if for some of you guys. Uh, So your next scenario is they've escaped successfully. They've maybe like light speeded out to the edge of the galaxy in the middle of nowhere. Uh, Something on the ship broke. They have no engines left. They cannot travel they have all the other like electricity and systems on their ship. They have sent out uh, help. Help is going to come in 14 days. And in the meantime, 
Your team has to survive each other. So, 14 days alone on a ship, not able to travel, just on that small ship by themselves. How does your crew fare? Go. Uh, I'm, looking, I'm looking at some trouble with oh, the boss. Oh, yes! <laughs> yeah, the boss gonna... Well, David doesn't eat food, so he's fine there. Uh, the prawn is going to go into a state of hibernation stasis. Um, what? Does he? Yeah. He does. Is that, is that in the movie? Yeah, and then when he does, everyone else is going to eat him. Well, so they're scavengers. They can survive. They survived three years on planet Earth. In a Do they have any cat food? Yeah. <laughs> Fuck, I wish I chose the... Uh... Oh, actually, the Planet Express ship has the ability to reduce oxygen levels and go into a state of stasis. That happens in an episode. They When they're traveling... Does that happen in, in the TV movie. show or the movie? Exactly. In the movie. Ah! Well, the movie you selected. That's what you know what? Saying. I'll allow it because I think while your crew's in stasis, I think David turns on them because he's a psychotic robot. Hey, yes, no, he that's, in, that's in the next one, not in the first one. Yeah, uh, in the first I one. Feel like in the end. Yes. He well, fucks, at the end. He fucks he, them yeah, all he over. Yeah, he fucks everyone over. He doesn't kill them, though. He keeps them... When he they're does. In stasis. He straight up <laughs> kills them. He puts the black goo in the guy and he Yeah, dies. yeah, okay. But when yeah. they're in stasis, he takes care of them. Am I wrong? I mean, yeah. Okay. That's where we're at, though. We're in stasis. <laughs> so we ed- we uh, stay stasis. Stasis. I think Joe also has the same problem with the predator, uh, oh, where he's gonna, he's gonna get bored that's in fourteen news. days and just hunt everyone. No, down. he we're gonna send him out to when go it, and find food, and that's what we'll do. Predator, he's good after searching for whatever he needs to. He's gonna he's, find food somehow in space. What? You're in, in the space. middle of space. There's yes. nothing here. <laughs> he's gonna float around in space. The and He's predator. gonna find food somewhere somehow because he's a predator. He'll just you're, find you're food floating in space. You're all humans. You're all fine. Hey. You're all white humans. Uh, <laughs> and at least I have There's no inequality on my strip. <laughs> hey, Paulo, how many beds do you got on the Slave 1? Okay, so the Slave 1, it is a little cramped. There's space for everyone. Uh, the only threat that my crew is facing is uh, being uncomfortable. Hmm. All right? Uh, they have Scotty cracking jokes, being funny, as he does. And you got Baymax just being adorable and just raising everyone's spirits. As long oh, as Corbin Dallas has a sm- has smokes in his cat. That's what I mean. On the ship. 14 days, he smoked a lot. Okay, here's, here's the question I have. 14 days, the Slave One only has three beds and six prison cells. So who is staying in the beds and who gets the prison cells? So, one, uh, Baymax doesn't need a bed or a prison cell. He just folds up. He deflates. He's good. Um, Mal- no, no, not Mal. Sorry. Scotty... Because he's the type B out of all these type A's, he's definitely going in the prison cell. But he'll be okay. He's going to keep busy. He's trying to fix the ship. So he'll, uh, he'll alternate with one of the, uh, one of the other guys to uh, get some, a good night's rest on a, on a bed. Because they realize these guys are all level-headed. No, no uh, mental problems with any of them. I feel like all three of them would butt heads, though. They no, they're all think, good guys. Yeah, one but of them like is they a, all have different ideas of what they, they should got, do. Yeah, you know, Mal he's do. gonna do just what needs to be done. The pilot yeah. Poe is gonna just feel Corbin's like he's gonna assess the situation nice. and go, yeah. we need to make moves. Exactly, <laughs> and they're all gonna butt heads, and then you know it's just gonna he's get gonna be, messy from there. The only the only threat, oh, aside from being uncomfortable, is Corbin being like agitated because he's stuck. He's Stuck in a small space with these guys, but he's yeah, he's a, look. You don't get to being a special forces operative and as su- su- as successful as you do 
without like going through some tight spaces with the other guys. Hey, so did Mal, and Mal was pretty calm and chill. I don't think Mal and Corbin would work so well. But he's so calm and chill. Yeah, you but said I don't it yourself. Know. I mean, you know, Mal is, but I mean, with uh, Corbin going all up in his, I feel like Corbin's gonna get up in uh, Mal's face, and they're gonna somehow fight for leadership and what they need to be, what needs to be done. Hey, no, Corbin is the epitome of soldier. He takes his orders well. Well, I've, no, I've, actually, yeah, as, a, as a soldier, but now he's a captain. My crew's in a state of sleep. <laughs> You're a captain. And David is looking after them because he doesn't need to eat food. And uh, yeah, we'll be fine. Does the Planet Express ship have cryo chambers? Uh, no, it doesn't, but they reduce the oxygen levels within the ship uh, itself and that people go to sleep. And there is enough beds because uh, Bender and Fry share bunk beds. So I, I think. Um, there are six I mean, gotta, beds on the Planet yeah, Express ship. So we're good. I feel like Morpheus will take too much of his blue pill because this is the real world and he's going to just somehow. You're really reaching there. I'm reaching there. With that reach, we're going to move on to the next Sorry, can I just, what, No, 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 no. Really no. We're, we're oh, close yes. all up. we got to move on here. You're so lucky, Joe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> last uh, last scenario here. So, help finally arrives to your ship, or so they think. It's Riddick. <laughs> he has come to kill you all. How do you respond? Predator. Uh, is he like predator? How, what's his approach? So he's docked as if he's a. Um, okay, uh, so I'll, I'll add to this scenario here. Um, he comes into the uh, the docking ship. Uh, he docks as if like, hey, I'm help, I'm here, and everyone's like, oh, okay, great, somebody's here to help us. The engineer on your ship opens the dock door, Riddick kills him. Okay. Your engineer is now dead. Yeah, that's okay. Uh, the rest okay. four of your team has to survive. <laughs> Go for it. Okay, well, I think we're all first of all, David has some good super strength, because he's an android, he's an AI, mm -hmm. he's got some good things, so if he's, if we're throwing shapes one-on-one -on -one physical combat, the orange monster and David are good. They can fight him one on one. Um, I will un I will open the lion cage that is on the planet expression, <laughs> <laughs> and the lion will attack him. So that's a big point right there. So I have. If you have a lion, you only have five crew members. No, he does have a lion. There's a lion on the ship. There's a lion on the ship. They got a cage for the lion. That is a good distraction. Yeah. Though I will say, Riddick has yeah. dealt with like scarier animals Wildlife, yeah. Yeah. he's fighting he's fighting a lion an orange monster and a super strength ai also see the thing is yeah you're you're dead right where morpheus is kind of outside the <laughs> kind of yeah shit. he'll be like otherwise he could do some combat he's gonna inspire your crew he's gonna inspire does them, he have any action useless. scenes outside of the matrix no not no. really no his speed and stuff when he's fighting it's it's, come, it's in the matrix but how, what who's to say that we're not in the matrix no, you're outside the matrix. <laughs> no. uh, the judge, me. <laughs> we're outside yeah, yeah, the matrix. We're outside okay, the matrix. okay. But um, I think I'd handle it well. I have a lion, a giant orange alien, and a super strength AI. I mean, I, I do think that uh, your orange monster would would have a good time with uh, Riddick, but I think you're forgetting about after Riddick is dead and then David kills turns on you and kills you all. No, that's, yeah, that's David's going to we're, we're David's pre kill everyone. <laughs> we're pre-Super pre David. Oh, okay. Also, David turned on um, a different crew because he was under the initiative of his father, right? Because they were on a mission to, you know, find new life. Yes. They're on a different mission here. But also given time and uh, left to his own devices, he still... Kind of becomes kind of crazy. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the whole thing, yeah, if he's, yeah, if he's yeah, left yeah. isolated on his own. Well, the whole thing was that he he was uh, he was mostly working out of his own uh, 
programming. Yeah. Yeah. It's how he was programmed, not necessarily because he was taking orders. But I it's... feel like Morpheus can sense those things. <laughs> I don't think in Morpheus Matrix. in the Matrix. <laughs> I don't think he can. No, sense no. In general, at all, even in general, in Morpheus can sense that. If you judge, if you were, he's a good judge of character. Yeah, he's a good judge of character. I feel like Neo. He's gonna judge yeah, character with Neo. Neo. Only Neo. <laughs> only exactly. Only Neo. Everyone else is not a good. I judge feel character. that. I feel that Morpheus is a good judge of character, and he could sense if David was going AWOL. Okay. Um, but what's he gonna do? But I feel like Ender in my group is gonna fix things. You're gonna send Ender at no, Riddick? No, no. I feel like Ender. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. Sorry, no, no. Ender, Ender is a tactician, okay? He's a child. But he's a great tactician, and he would after his first encounter in the movie, he knows that things may not seem as they appear. He thought he was doing good. He killed the aliens. He's not and getting then a second he, he encounter. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, but with Riddick, he'd be like, "Helps here already." But it's someone like he doesn't know it's help, so he's gonna be cautious about it. I think he he'll send the predator to go, be all cloaked and stuff, and then figure things out. We have a uh, hero Yui that's a pilot. I feel like him by himself, he has good intuition. If you've seen the end, okay, no, I can't. Really, <laughs> I can't really jump out that he's gonna grab his Gundam. That's like a special weapon, his Gundam. Yeah. So yeah. the question I have is like, who would win in a fight, Riddick versus Predator? I feel like it's a. Uh, I feel like I think predator the Predator is gonna too win. Slow. He's slow, but he does have brute strength too. Riddick, he does have strength, but it's limited. I feel like it's limited, unless he's the the king of uh, that, with the people again. From oh, the movie. in the second movie, yeah. Yeah, the second movie. Yeah, I forgot which. I one think was. I think speed kills, and for that reason, Corbin Dallas would take out Riddick no problem. He wouldn't even break a sweat. Also, not even not that he needs the advantage, but I think Baymax Riddick. So Riddick is so used to like. These hard like mercenaries coming at him, he would have no idea what to do when Baymax comes up and hugs him and just engulfs him. him. And no, not even crushes him. He just holds him there, and Riddick will not be able to escape. And then Corbin Dallas can just quickly come up and shoot him in the head. I have Baymax too, so Baymax would do the same thing with my team. And Predator <laughs> yeah, but... would be more efficient <laughs> to make sure that he is dead. Corbin Dallas seems like the guy that would shoot him and then assume he's dead. Dude. But I feel like Predator would like, chop head, him up I'm, into a hundred. If he gets pieces. shot in the head, I'm pretty sure he's dead. And then also know. the Predator, after he kills Riddick, he's gonna kill the rest of your crew. Because he no, sees them. But as a he's, he's a good Predator. He's the, not the bad the Predator. Like those crazy ones. Deke skills. Are, <laughs> <laughs> he will get so swifty around him, <laughs> and then and then tear his head off. Is Riddick all right, all right, with all right. Basketball? Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna we're gonna wrap up this here. I'm gonna give you guys each one minute, just outside of scenarios. Just to comment on your team and kind of say, like, last comments on why your team is the best and should be hired. Uh, JP, go first. Okay, yeah. So, I feel like uh, Morpheus as a leader is is a great leader. He maintains um, serenity and team initiative and can look after what's going on. As far as engineering goes, Christopher Johnson from District 9 has so much experience. He can deal with scraps, can take an entire race off a planet if he needs to. Orange Monster is pure muscle. He stands there, he can deal with anything that comes at him. Poe Dameron, force influence, not a force user, best pilot in the galaxy. Probably behind Anakin Skywalker, but that's okay. And uh, Medic, David, he can assess aliens as well as human beings and has the ability to repair anything in front of him. All right, Joe, how about you? I feel like for my team, Ender, he is the ultimate tactician and a great brain. They made their arguments were that he was young, but I think that means that he has a fresh outlook on uh, problem solving, which is out of the box. (laughs) He's a child, but there's child geniuses that are smarter than all of us right now. So you know what I mean? Like Ender, he's just 
a very intelligent tactician. My pilot here, Yui, he's really good. He's a good fighter. He's a great pilot, and I think that his attitude is. Let's not talk about his attitude. Let's move to my <laughs> predator, my muscle predator. I feel like he is also intelligent. And he is a great muscle. Uh, even without his gear, he is still, uh, I think, uh, capable of dealing with, um, like, Riddick, for example, in that situation. And I feel like because I did choose a good Predator, he may be able to work with my team and see that uh, they are not an enemy, but that they may be able to assist him in things that he wants to do as well. Scotty, he's an engineer. I feel like there's no contest with Scotty. He's just... The best engineer you can get out in the space world. And um, my medic, Baymax, he is the ultimate. He backs up as a fighter. He's caring. He could help the team. He could be empathetic with the team. And then, you know, keep everyone calm and relaxed. And he just knows how to heal everything. So, uh, yeah, that's uh, that's my team there. And we are better than Orange Monster <laughs> and Morpheus. All right, Paul, how about you? Um, okay, so... Uh, Mal, the captain, is uh, he's the epitome of veteran leadership. Uh, he's seen it all. He's been all around the galaxy. He's a little jaded, and I think that's the perfect amount of uh, cynicism to, uh, to lead a team into uh, doing any type of job that they need to do to get by. Um, the, the rest of my crew are like the top of their field uh, in their... Sorry, the top of their field. So you got the, the best of the muscle, the best of, best of the pilots, best engineer, best medic... Um, uh, Joe's, Joe's captain is a child. Um, <laughs> a small child. <laughs> a small child. I don't see the predator taking orders he from a small child. He never engages in any physical combat ever. Also, I'd like to point out that he had to be tricked to do his job. Yeah, 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 um, also, point. David uh, turned on his own crew more than once. And uh, Morpheus was only good in the Matrix. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and uh dude that's man, that's my Morpheus group. was the messiah not Morpheus all right so the what I was my criteria for judging this was if I was somebody who was going to hire a mercenary crew to do jobs for me who would I choose based on these scenarios uh the first scenario uh I feel like JP definitely had the advantage there like Chris Johnson as an engineer definitely brings a lot to the table in terms of fighting and motherfucking really fun. quick you know <laughs> Morpheus <laughs> I feel the like you guys, bronze, man. But David will turn on the team. I feel like you guys bronze. aren't giving Morpheus enough credit for like what he can do like outside the Matrix. Like he can do some things. He's not completely useless. So I kind of gave <laughs> yeah, JP yeah. the advantage on that one. Uh, when we're talking about surviving each other, I think Paulo had a definite advantage in that. In that, yeah. that team's yeah. definitely very chill. They're not going to have a lot of problems with each other. They're just going to like hang out. They're a bunch like, of bros. Bonds. Yeah, they're a bunch <laughs> of bros. White bros hanging out. In yeah. <laughs> Although in 2017 in the age of diversity having a bunch of white guys, even your robot's white. Yeah. Uh, I don't know about that one. On the slave yes. one. Uh, the slave one. <laughs> and, then, and then for the uh, surviving under attack and like fighting, like again, uh, Joey, you might have had a bit of a weakness here. Like Asa Butterfield on your is team a is a, a bit of a weakness. It's not a weakness. Uh, I think JP's team with like David definitely brings something to the table as a medic being able to fight. And then the orange monster is a big question mark because like what the fuck's he going to do? And there's a big question of whether they're actually tough or whether they're just fronting the whole time. They also got um, beaten by the Looney Tunes. Yeah, that's, yeah. No, that's the main point. You play the Looney Tunes in the fucking basketball game. <laughs> so, yeah. I them. Yeah. And I, Michael Jordan. Oh, okay. And Michael Jordan. Yeah. I, I think it came down to <laughs> Paulo's team and JP's team. 
Uh, Joe was a good team, good effort. Uh, they, like it was a pretty close all around. Like you guys definitely brought some good arguments. Uh, but as a winner, the team I'm gonna hire, I'm gonna hire JP's team. Oh! Oh! I think just really specialized teams, like like Hunted Express, the slave one's a bad choice. What? That's yeah. a very small ship for five one, people. Yeah. Planet Express ships, uh, they're making it. It was enough big. space for young Boba Fett. <laughs> yeah, young it's, a, Boba Fett. it's a child. That would be good for my team. It's have a good attack ship, but in terms team. of like living on it, I don't know about that one. So, uh, so good arguments all around though. Like, there's some really good choices. And again, fuck y'all for not choosing Chewbacca. Um, <laughs> he was, yeah. he was. In, I thought about okay. it. Hey, Slave One is cramped as it is. Chewbacca Mo- is too big. Moving on, uh, our next uh, audio segment is going to be JP. Uh, how about you give us a quick intro to your clip? Oh yeah, this is a, a throwback to what I was talking about before about in Bruges. Um, again, relating to my personality in the sense that. If I don't want to do something, I'm not going to do it, and I'm going to throw a moody about it. I'm going to get upset. I'm going to be kicking my feet and being a baby about it, and that's just who I am. So here's a clip from uh, In Bruges. What's up there? The view. The view of what? The view down here? I can see that from down here. Ray, you're about the worst tourist in the whole world. Ken, I grew up in Dublin. I love Dublin. If I'd grown up on a farm, and was retarded, Bruges might impress me, but I didn't, so it doesn't. All right, welcome back to Houston. We have a podcast. Thank you, JP, for that clip. Um, uh, one of the main actors in one of the two main actors in that clip is uh, Brendan Gleeson. My que- our question for this episode is: Who did he? What character did he play in Harry Potter? Mad-Eye Moody. Oh, dude. <laughs> he lied. Li- those are for it the was... listeners. Oh. What's your backup question? Oh, my backup oh. question is... Um, who's his son? Who's his son in... Who's, his son has played two major roles in the last four years. Brendan uh, Gleeson or the character? Brendan Gleeson's son. Oh, okay. Played, uh, one was a major Disney picture, and the other one oh. was an Academy Award-winning film. I didn't even know that. Yeah. yeah. So, who was his son... And, uh... Go yeah. on. Yes. Uh, one, one hint is that he's a redhead. Ginger. Nice. Okay, you're going to have to keep an eye on our Twitter and, yes, um... Yes, And Instagram <laughs> mentions because you made up the question and I do not know the answer. So, um... That, uh, we're going to kick it quickly to our next uh, segment, uh, which is uh, the sci-fi planet, Where Would You Like to Live?, Yes. Uh, we've all decided on a planet that we think would be the best to live on. And if we have time, we'll talk about the worst one we have to live on. Uh, Alderaan is disqualified because it does not exist anymore. Uh, so we're going to start with uh, Eni, Mini. Oh, JP looks yeah. ready. All right, I'm ready. I Set think, us off. I think the planet I will live on would be Coruscant. Because, oh. because I want to get high on death sticks. <laughs> that's, like that. that's the main reason okay. uh, I'd want to live on Coruscant. I feel like the underground could be very cool. Uh, it depends on the status of my of who I am in Coruscant. <laughs> like, am I a pencil pusher, dancing for the man kind of regular dude? Dancing for the man? Yeah. Dancing Ooh. for the man. I feel like it's just I've all... I've not heard that one. <laughs> <laughs> that's like, that's, that feels very specific. Yeah, no, dance, dance for the man. 
Answer for the man is like you're going into work working mutual funds. All right. right? Yeah. Oh, like you're, yeah. You're we digress. Is this yeah. an Irish word of slang? Yeah, it is. <laughs> oh, okay. Dance for the man. Oh, okay. Um, but I'd live on Curacao because I want to get high on death sticks. What are the effects of death? Sticks? I don't know, but I want to find out. No, it's a long term effect. I, really I feel like there's sticks. a very good hint in uh, the name. <laughs> yes. Um. Also, you have the ability to go anywhere. I feel like it's 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 a city. The whole planet's a city. So that is my first choice as well. I yeah. picked Coruscant. The only thing about the whole thing being a city is that you only live in the city forever. You never escape to the countryside. I, I feel yeah. like there's a bunch of scum there too. Isn't it? Well, think about all the food you can yeah. eat. There's going to be so much food. Like, yeah, I think there's diversity in Toronto for food. Like, that's and that's Coruscant. that okay, was my okay, comparison. I felt one, like yeah. Coruscant is like Toronto, but a planet. Yeah. And, like, I know Toronto has a lot of haters, but I, I think Coruscant, one. once you throw uh, aliens into Toronto, I think it becomes Coruscant, and it becomes pretty cool. Also, you have the ability to go anywhere, right? Like, it's going to be, there's going to be a union station of Coruscant that you in can go off planet. Or you can oh, go yeah. in a flying car. Yeah, yeah <laughs> flying car. You just got to watch out for, like, Jedi. And yeah, the Jedi temple's there. But the and Je- the Jedi temple's I'm sure there's there, no so more Jedi, so you, you should be get fine. Drafted Jedi temple's gone. I feel like the Jedi would be kind of dicks if you're just like a regular person living there if so there's like any if, left if you could go to Coruscant at any time like what like what Star Wars movie would you go to oh, Coruscant that's a good one. Oh, uh, pre-war episode, Phantom Menace episode 2 Phantom, Phantom Menace, Menace. Yeah. right would, before right before the Emperor took control I would yeah, say pre, pre-Phantom pre Menace I, pre-Clone I Wars oh pre-Clone pre- Wars for yeah, sure yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's all the way up to episode 2 yeah so just episode 2 <laughs> and then my getaway would be on Naboo yeah, it seems pretty yeah, sure. Yeah, seems like a nice yeah. show. Unless I'm like a super high roller, then I'll move to Tatooine and just live in Jabba's palace. <laughs> <laughs> this is slowly I, becoming a what Star Wars planet? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, I, I, can't, I don't have the balls to go to Vulcan. Like, I don't have the potential to go there, right? Like, I, Or the men with capacity. Yeah, the men with capacity. They turn me at the, at the hemisphere. They'd be like, yeah, you're out of here. Don't, you're not, <laughs> but you're not it's gone here. in the new series, so it's... Yeah, so you're going to know it. That's true. It's the same as Alderaan. Yeah. So the one that I would have gone to is Bespin, uh, Ooh, Cloud City. City. I think it's it has that combination yeah, of like sci-fi one. future and like city, but like also the beauty of living in the clouds. Uh, I think for me, if I had to pick any planet, I couldn't just pick a place that had just beautiful nature because I need like ultimately I kind of fulfill myself through my job and being able to do something that's interesting and challenging. And I find Cloud City has that perfect combination of you have beautiful nature, but at the same time there's a, a complex enough infrastructure that you can get a good complex job and just can kind of enjoy the city while having a good job. But was there like, was there nature on Bespin or was it nah, just... Dude, it, it's, a, it's a gas planet. Yeah, so, so like you clouds, have to yeah. live in the clouds. Yeah. No, no, like you can, like there's a habitable zone of Bespin's atmosphere. So like you can go outside, you are like, it's not like you're in a, a dome where it's like this is a controlled environment. Like you are just genuinely out in the, the fresh air. Like I, for me, it's not trees and rivers and lakes it's fresh air and like cloud city and bespin has lots of fresh air so well okay. yeah yeah for sure <laughs> cloud city definitely <laughs> has a lot of yeah, don't have air all the alien chicks you want to bang you know, like, that's like a big potential well, I mean, it's well. like, it's a, it's a pretty <laughs> active planet, I like to experiment with my aliens, you know? I, I think you got your selection on Best yeah, yeah, you have a yeah, big selection. You gotta wear those weird headsets, though. You know? Also, I'm definitely gonna become administrator of Cloud City. So. Oh, yeah. You think you could take over from Lando? Uh, he left, so it's open. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that's true. You, could, you think you could take over from Lobot? 
Oh. Uh, I would I don't know about that take on uh, Zorba the Hutt. I think she would hire me because she won it from Lando in a Sabaka game. Jesus. Ooh, oh, <laughs> good point. Very Is good this from point. a book? Yes. Uh, this is actually Star Wars Legends, so I don't know if it counts for the movie. Oh, okay. No, let's say Which, it doesn't. I would like to say, Lando fucking sucks at Sabacc. He has lost Cloud City and the Millennium Falcon. <laughs> <laughs> we have a late name Sabacc game lined yeah. up today, so uh, that's just... Uh, to you should not play... Oh, mine. Okay, my planet, I feel like, because there's not too much detail into the planet, that... Your mind is kind of, it sky's the limit with it. But the planet I chose was Oros from Jupiter Ascending. Oh! That's the one where they go it's to get Mila like the stamps and, and Channing Tatum. Yeah. Another Channing Tatum movie <laughs> from Joe. Hey, Channing Tatum's a good actor. Okay. What do you think no, about Magic not. Mike? <laughs> yes. Don't get him started. I should have picked Earth so I have Wait, Magic Mike. which one is Oros? Yeah. Oros is the one where they go to. That's the one where it was the origin for humanity. So that's where like humans actually started. And I figured it was also safe because I was thinking of the movie and I was thinking that was safe from all the human farm and planting. You know, that's what the movie But you're about. a human, so you're going to be harvested. <laughs> if, if I was another planet, I feel like that was uh, the origin and they, that was kind of like a safe safe zone. But also, I, I don't know, I kind of like the way they had the planet shaped out where it kind of looked like Halo. They had that ring around the planet where you can go around there. It's And it's where humanity started. I feel like, you know, you got to <laughs> know your roots. <laughs> depending, depending on which uh, movie galaxy. Yeah, and as I was thinking about some other planets, and uh, all, a few of the ones I kept thinking of, I'm like, oh, no, they're all gone now, so I kind of just went with this one. <laughs> the other one I kind of thought of was Camino from the Star Wars. Oh, yeah. I'm just like, again, interesting work to do. You're cloning, and it's just like uh, the ocean. Yeah, and they seemed pretty friendly, the people yeah, that are running Camino. Though, yeah. Although, <laughs> to your point of like getting freaky with aliens, you only really have one type. And they don't look very attractive. I don't deal well with aliens that are a lot taller than me. (laughs) I feel like you could do... I would really <laughs> like to hear your argument for this, Carson. <laughs> I like the water. And, um, it rains. I love it's the not rain. what I meant, but okay. <laughs> yeah, I love the sound of rain as I go to sleep. <laughs> Another you clone one. so many clones of the same <laughs> Jibaba that I love. You could clone yourself. Yeah. yeah I, oh, um, have any of you guys seen... Um, what's the new uh, movie with Eyebrow Girl? Eyebrow Girl? Eyebrow Girl. Oh, the girl Is who the plays money? in Suicide Squad. Margot? Mar- no, Margaret no, no. Robbie? The, the one who plays the bad guy. The bad girl. Oh, oh Karen Delvine. Yeah. Uh, the, Eyebrow The movie girl. that Star Wars ripped off. Oh, it just I, came out this year with Luke Bassan. Oh, I'm drawing a blank for the name. Yeah, I know what you're talking um, about. You know what I'm talking about, though, right? Something in this Valerian. Valerian, yeah. Valerian. There's yes. the movie. Have any of you guys seen that one? No, no I, I haven't still seen haven't. It. I've completely There's a planet at the actually. beginning of that, which is actually kind of like Paradise Land, and it's just like beaches, mm. and like the alien girls are kind of like. <laughs> it's like they're loose. No, the no, 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 no. It's like oh uh, yeah. It's similar to the Camino, but like a little bit shorter, so it's like reasonable. You know? <laughs> yeah. I, I was oh, thinking yeah. about. Yeah. The <laughs> Well, next, but like a little smaller. <laughs> Just a little small. But I, I was actually thinking of Earth. But what if in the Total Recall? Because oh. chick with three boobs. But I, I do. I want to avoid Earth altogether. Dude, but death sticks. Death sticks. Well, let's talk about getting high on death sticks. And dying. I mean, death sticks. <laughs> I feel like it's just a cigarette. Like I feel like that's what the metaphor was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You could you could easily call you cigarette a death, death stick, and it's a cigarette. Actually, my band I think was my band in high school. We Your were band? called the Death Sticks. One of that's my bands. That's a good name yeah. for a band. Because to say we all smoked. <laughs> nice. Now, what about uh, worst planet? 
Worst planet? Everything that comes up for me is all the planets that exploded. Krypton, Vulcan. <laughs> I mean, a, a, a quick death, a quick death yeah, is fine. Than, yeah. uh, the one I'm going to pick, uh, there's 1970s film, which was remade in the 90s with George Clooney, but we're going to ignore that one, uh, called Solaris. Mm. Um, it's a sci-fi movie that was made where this planet, when you go there, it reads your mind. And it creates a manifestation of the person you most long for, and it creates a replica version of that. So the, pe- the, the astronauts who go there, one of them has lost their kid in like a car accident, one of them has lost his wife, oh, and it creates a version of him that is created from his own brain, so they can't. there's literally no difference from what they remember to what the planet has created for yeah, them. So and they have to live with that of like... And the whole question of the movie is, do you love the person for who they are and actually genuinely loving them, or do you just love what their impact on you is. Oh. And so when you come to that realization of, you know, that's what it's doing to you, yeah. but what are you going to do with that? Yeah. It makes you question like all your relationships. And I feel like Jesus. it's, you if you've lost somebody that you really want back, if you've lost somebody you really want back, that's like almost like a really great thing, but at the same time, almost torture. Yeah. So it's I'm like, like that would be Matrix. fucking awful. We're getting like deeper here. Matrix. We're getting deep in Houston. We have a podcast. This is, this is way too deep for the amount. <laughs> for the level of drunk I am. Yeah. <laughs> I, I think one. for me the worst planet would be Arrakis from Dune. Ah, uh, with a giant worm. You, you can ride on a, you can ride on a worm with electric guitars playing in the background. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, I, I, but like if you're not a native, then there's so little water on the planet that when someone dies, you have to extract all the moisture from their corpse in order to survive, and you wear these suits that recycles the water. And you live off these suits. And what does the power of the spice do, though? Uh, it gets you super high. You, you and you live <laughs> hyper intelligent, and it, you become reliant on the spice. You, you just keep picking planets where you just want to get. Learning a lot about JP on this yeah. episode. Death sticks and spice. <laughs> <laughs> no, but yeah, yeah, you have to harvest people's moisture. That's pretty. That's pretty rough environment. As far as physical environment goes i think arrakis would be arguably the worst i i think in terms of like not just not being able to live there for no other reason oh i hope you don't steal mine (laughs) what what is it oh but what what, was it interstellar where he ends up on the planet where it's just all water all the waves waves. (laughs) i was gonna say that one the wave what if you're really into surfing with your surfboard, there's nothing. Yeah, what if you're, there's what nothing. If you're being in a <laughs> there's nothing. It's just water and giant waves. Well, you, and maybe there's like a a, a land mass. Isn't it the end of Point Break or something where the guy is like, he fulfills like his best death by dying while riding like the biggest wave or it's something. So like, even if you die, I don't know. Yeah, I feel I, like I've seen that in a movie. I don't know. I, so Point Break. No. So I don't know. You I think it's very specialized for that person. Then, that <laughs> and I feel like there's you have to keep yourself floating in the water. It's just water. It you can't like even go to entire sleep water. because you can't sleep. You can't high. I don't know. I feel like the ship was maybe floating. I don't know, but also like, that was my also time my there's like every second. Yeah, like every fucking ten minutes in. I mean, if you're not gonna leave. Yeah, that's what I mean. That's true. Yeah, it doesn't really matter then. Yeah. But I, I was thinking the complete opposite from like too much water is too much uh, heat. 
The that's, sun. That's the opposite. The sun. So, uh, on, uh, there's one of the Riddick movies where it's a, a planet where Ooh, half yes. the planet is like dark oh. and then the other half is just always getting scorched by the sun. <laughs> yeah. And then somehow you can outrun the the heat oh. of <laughs> yeah. the sun. And just stay in like the mountainside. Or yeah. I mean, and every day is really exciting. So. <laughs> I mean, no, I, that's not the best one. You're that's the worst. Fit. That's the worst. You're going to get fit. That, that, that is a good you one. either I have to live underground or just always be moving for the rest you're of your life. That, that would pretty suck. You're more people a, on that island, that's it. Oh, yeah, that planet, I'm, I'm a couch potato, so I'd like to sit on my... What would be the most boring the planet to live on? Tatooine. <laughs> no, I... Okay, Dune I think there's more action on Tatooine. I was thinking about this. And Endor, I think, would be the most... Boring slash. Oh man, you can hire death sticks with some fucking uh, Ewoks. Ewoks. <laughs> I don't think they have death sticks. I think, on I feel it. like Tatooine would be more likely to have death sticks than Endor. <laughs> yeah, well, exactly. Yeah, they do have um, all size leaves. Yeah, no, I think I, yeah, Tatooine would be really exciting. It's like, as from someone from Saskatchewan, I feel like there's a lot of people there who are just <laughs> I bored. I relate a lot to Tatooine. <laughs> yeah, but there's a lot of people there who are just bored, so they're doing just dumb shit just to entertain themselves. <laughs> And I feel like when you look into like the, the Moss Eisley Cantina, it's like that's who it is. That's just people who are fucking bored. Yeah, I feel like it's one of those places where there's that's the only thing to yeah, do. It's, it's the grimiest pub yeah. in Toronto. <laughs> when with if with aliens and it's guns. A greasy fucking <laughs> Tatooine would probably be like alright. Well, what if you're working on a moisture farm with your aunt and uncle? That's pretty boring. You can go into Tashi Station on the weekend. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> Pick up some yeah, space yeah, converters. Yeah. Bl- blast some fucking swamp rats, or whatever you call them. What does he call them? Womp rats. Womp rats, yeah, womp rats. How about, um, I was thinking of the character I picked from, shoot, what was it? Serenity? You know, the planet where the Reavers originate from? It's just a bunch of dead bodies. <laughs> so, I mean, so that kind of sucks. So that oh, kind of sucks. Planet. You're the only one that, yeah, the one, the one where they it's find out Miranda. the origin. Miranda, it's Miranda, Miranda, yes. I Yo, I'm it. actually surprised no one for the space crews picked the uh, Chiwetel Ejiofor before from those movies. He's like the guy with the sword. Yeah. Oh, Serenity. I was thinking of using him actually. But then he, yeah, but he already got taken out by yeah, the captain. Yeah, he got taken out because yeah. he, he, he messed up there. So. Okay, the, so one other thing that I was thinking about when uh, I was trying to think of like best planets in every sci-fi movie... There's either, it's like each planet is like, this is the planet. It's like, this is, it's a forest planet. It's a city planet. It's a, it's water. Hot, just water. Yeah. yeah. It's, ice it's ice planet. And like, that's all you get in sci-fi movies. I don't think there's one planet where it's, there's like a mixture of, Avatar. there's no depth in the pl- character of the planet. Avatar. Avatar. I mean. Avatar, I. That would actually be one of the worst places to live because yeah, you have a native there. race that is peaceful, that is living on a very valuable resources. They're about to get fucked up no matter yeah, what. Yeah, they're, like, they're, they're going to get invaded every Dude, time. that's like joining like yeah a tribe right before you got the fucking poxy blankets. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm going to move on quickly yeah, from now on. Uh, Alderaan. Alderaan places. Which is now canon because there's a... Uh, the trailer for Battlefront 2 where they're on Alderaan. Oh, shit. And like, so there's like a countryside and cities. What? Yeah, yeah. there's like a, a trailer where it's like the no. uh, the rebel special, or sorry, the Empire special forces and they're helping out on Yeah. The, yeah, so it's like, they technically show the countryside on Alderaan, <laughs> so it's canon now. Um, and it's like, there's forests and cities and you have like Star Wars technology and I'm like, yeah, you got some variety there. Yeah. I feel like it's one of those ads where they're trying to make something shitty seem nice. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like Alder. Well, Alderaan's still nice, but I 
I literally know nothing. Well, if, about if everyone looks like Princess Leia, we're having a good. Uh, <laughs> yeah, if I have to die being blown up by the Death Star in like an instant kill, I mean, no pain on that death. Like, I mean, by a fucking Yeti. And then again, I would prefer not dying. Like. Just getting blown up. <laughs> like, you stick to your moisture farm there. I, if picking, I am not the one that picked Tatooine. Yes. Okay? <laughs> if you're picking anywhere in the Star Wars universe, you kind of have to accept that being ruled by a galactic force is kind of a, a possibility. Or because being a war zone. No, you blow up two Death Stars, you completely eradicate the Empire, and then 30 years later, a fucking new version of the Empire yeah, shows up. It's like happening. This yeah. galaxy is doomed to be like yeah. dominated. Unless you live in the Outer Rim, and you're run by the Huts. Like, like, you know. like, yeah. I'm trying yeah. to think of outside of Star Star Wars. Stuff. I mean, that's the problem. That's the problem. <laughs> that's why I try my best to like. I kept doing Buzzfeed quizzes for this, and I kept getting like Babylon Five and like Doctor <laughs> Who, and I'm like, oh, yeah, I kept movies. seeing Doctor Who. Who. I don't like that show. Uh, I've never. On a separate note, I've never watched it. So Doctor Who. Yeah, I've yeah. never watched it. I hear it on a separate it. note that uh, that planet on uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Galaxy Two. Where all the reavers go, mm. it's like pretty much just a, a giant bar and this like it's sp- like a hooker yeah, planet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and oh, I think there's like yeah, pleasure I mean, bots. <laughs> I mean, that would be. Uh, that seems like no, no, no. Well, no you're asking about boring. So we're not interested in those things. No. Pleasure right. bots. Yeah, no, no, no. Totally. What's recall. that new planet? <laughs> we could also go to future. I was thinking of a boring plans for Futurama. Boring or worst ones because he did choose a movie oh, for Futurama. The bot planet. A, if you go to oh. the bot planet, like you're a human, you get killed instantly. Or a death by Snoo Snoo. Oh, I'd live there. I'd live there. But I'd you would be there. dead in like the first. Okay. Well, with with, with our last thirty seconds, please explain what the Snoo Snoo is. Sex. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> by, giant, by giant Amazonian women. You can't see what I'm oh. doing here, but I'm doing yeah. uh, some kind of action yeah, for snoo-snoo. sex. Death, death by Snoo Snoo. I feel like as soon as it starts becoming painful, you're gonna like. Lose your heart on it's not going to be sex anymore. It's just going to be dying. So it's you not actually. Really yeah. Okay, this is turning away <laughs> yeah, from, from space. The space. <laughs> I mean, we're not David Carradine. We don't enjoy this. Oh. <laughs> too soon. It's not too soon. <laughs> Time is past. It's fine. Rest in peace, beast, Bill. <laughs> uh, okay, cool. So thanks for. Uh, we're going to wrap up the episode now, uh, as we usually do. Uh, looking forward to movies coming out in the next month. Uh, as you guys quickly look to your phones to see what's coming out in the next month, I'll go ahead. Uh, two episode, two or three episodes ago, I actually mentioned the same movie. Uh, three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. Uh, I'm going to mention it because it's one of the McDonough brothers, and I don't remember which one, but the same guy who did In Bruges, which we've mentioned a few times today. Uh, it won the, the People's Choice Award at TIFF. Uh, it's a lot of good things coming out with this movie, so... I think it's coming out in the month, November 17th or 24th. Uh, I'm very, very, very much looking forward to it. Could be my favorite movie of the year, uh, except for Blade Runner. Uh, Super stoked for it. So that's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, What do you guys got for coming out this month? I'm pretty fired up to see the new uh, Thor movie. Um, I'm not like a giantest Marvel fan. I didn't read any comics, but I didn't see the second Thor movie, but I have good energy about the new one. I feel like it's going to bring some new spice to it and uh, to the Marvel Universe. And hopefully, you know, a good action movie, two hours of $20 well spent. Taika Waititi. This is time. Time? Yeah, no, I, I also think the Thor one's going to be a good one. I feel it'll be better than the second. I was thinking Thor too, but if my choice wasn't Thor, it would be Justice League. That's coming out November, right? Yes. 
That's so, sooner than I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it, that's why I didn't know until I uh, used a friendly Google to look it up. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, Justice League. I've been uh, waiting for DC to uh, step it up. To after get Suicide it right. Squad. And I, oh. I have high hopes. You know, they have, uh, what's his face as Aquaman? I, I keep messing up the name. Jason Momoa. Yes. Colin <laughs> That's what I mean. They, they have him as uh, Aquaman. You know, I actually liked, um, I, I was going to say Matt Damon. <laughs> Not Matt Damon. Ben Affleck. Ben Affleck. I always mix the two up. He's wicked smart. <laughs> but wicked ben Affleck smart. as Batman. I think he was a good Batman. So just want to see what happens with that. Um, yeah, so I picked... Uh, I went halfway to the Carson route and picked a movie that no one knows about. Oh, um, halfway? Yes, halfway. Halfway. It's uh, jo- Jean-Claude Van Johnson. <laughs> Whoa, um, wait, what? what? So it's starring Jean-Claude Van Damme. It's a movie about <laughs> him playing himself oh, as the so actor Jean-Claude Van Damme, but him being an actor is a cover for him being an actual spy oh named God. Jean-Claude Van Johnson. What? Yeah. <laughs> and he's so an actual spy. That sounds awesome. And it, yeah, I just watched the trailer today because I was like bored. I've been off work. <laughs> Whatever. But like, it looks, it could be terrible, but it, it looks interesting enough for me to see Jean-Claude Van Damme make his comeback in like a very self-aware... Okay, okay, I have to comment on this because I've never heard of this before, but have you seen JCVD? No, no, but I know what... So he basically plays himself as like somebody who gets like caught up in a bank robbery. And there's this one scene where he has this great monologue about a reflection on his career, about how he's kind of putting these shitty roles and whatnot. And that's like, he's become self-aware that, oh, he's just kind of this shitty action actor who can't really do well. And it's like, I thought that, this was back in 2008, so this is like 10 years ago, and it's like, oh, he's a great actor, he's going to do great things now, (laughs) and then he's just done shitty movie after shitty movie since then. Expendables, and that's it? (laughs) No, no, he's done really like shitty movies that you've never heard about because they're B-movies. because they're so so bad. (laughs) Yeah, but, I mean, this one, it looks promising, because I I watched the trailer, it looks actually pretty funny, there's like a whole scene where, uh, like, assassins come to kill him on set. And he's oh, like fighting them, moment. and the the director thinks he's <laughs> he, he's acting still, and he's killing these people on camera. But I mean, uh, yeah, that's that's my movie to try and not to pick Thor because I'm yeah, it looks good or or Justice good. League. Yeah. Is this gonna play in regular theaters? I I have no idea. It could be already it's definitely out for not all gonna I know. play. I don't think it will. No, I like, really Cineplex is not gonna I'm probably gonna have to stream it. Like, <laughs> yes, I think you're gonna have to stream that one. But yeah, I I think I, I'm pretty excited about that one. Well, I am I am interested now. Uh, also, uh, unrelated, I'd like to shout out uh, Joseph's podcast. Uh, not podcast. <laughs> uh, v- vlog. Uh. Vlog channel, whatever. Vlog channel. <laughs> just search up Joseph Franco on uh, YouTube. You see a lot of food. Don't watch it when you're hungry. <laughs> uh, cars? <laughs> I don't have anything to shout out. I think our Twitter, HWHA podcast. Yes. Uh, other random bullshit, whatever. Uh, <laughs> we're all done here. Uh, thanks for tuning in. Thanks for coming by, you guys. We're thanks fine. Guys. Thanks for Everything's fine out. now. <laughs> yeah. How are you? <laughs> oh, shit.